We thank God for the word. Amen? Whoa, we thank God for the word tonight. Mm. Thank God for the word. Mm. Tonight, um, we've been in our series on prayer. And tonight, we're continuing that. And the subtitle of my message tonight is The Name. Everybody say, The Name. The Name. We're going to talk about the power of the name of Jesus. Father, tonight, we just are so grateful for the revelation that we have. Lord, we have revelation in our hearts that has been, that this revelation's been developed and perpetually it's been built upon year after year. And, And in our lives tonight, I thank you that as we hear and receive this word, it, it'll add to something specific in, in our lives. Specific. And tonight, Lord, I thank you for the power and the revelation of the name of Jesus. The power that is associated, the authority that is associated with the name of Jesus. That it become more real to us. In just even in this next short period of time as we talk and discuss and we pray the word of God. That it become more real to us, the power and the authority that's in the name of Jesus. And we give you the praise, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Um, <clears throat> one just quick announcement that I don't think they'll announce at the end of the service, but um, I mentioned it to you last week. We'll have a video about it on, on Sunday. There's a representative from Wave Leadership College in Virginia Beach that's going to be here Tuesday night. And if you know anybody, we've, I've got about maybe 10 different churches in town that are going to, you know, let their churches know. Anybody that's interested in it, uh, they're going to come and be a part of it. But it'll be Tuesday, this coming Tuesday night, I think it's the 18th, 7 o'clock. It'll last for about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes at the most. So if you, anybody wants to come, it doesn't matter what age you are, you can, it's not, Wave Leadership College isn't about certain ages. I mean, it's geared more for younger people, but they have all, all different ages in the college. So if you're interested at all or you know somebody that might be interested, send them here. It'll be Tuesday night, next Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, and we'll have a little, little promo video about it on, on Sunday. So <clears throat> tonight, um, just refreshing our memory from last time I preached on this, on, on prayer. We've talked about in the last couple of months that we've been on prayer, maybe the last month, however long it's been. Um, we've talked about that prayer is a connection with God. And um, I, I, I'll just tell you, you, whether you know it or not, there's all types of different agencies and activities and just busyness of the world that tries to disconnect you from revelation of who God is and, and the revelation and the power of his name. Um, you know, we, we, we think a lot of times because our bodies and our minds our emotions have been so programmed in life to um, 
to just get by or to be, sometimes we, we, people just shift gears into survival mode. A lot of times people don't realize how disconnected that they can get from God at different times in life. And um, God doesn't want us disconnected. He wants us connected. And not only does he want me connected, but he wants me to be convinced of being plugged in at all times. When, uh, when, when, when the charge on my, on my phone, on this iPhone, when the charge on this goes down, I know exactly what my iPhone charger looks like. I know exactly what it looks like. And I'm not looking at some other charger and, 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 and trying to get something to plug into my iPhone that I know is, is not going to work. I, I, can, I can be away from home and not have a charger with me, and if I see somebody else that has a charger, I know my phone will plug into that. God wants us to be convinced of being plugged in, staying plugged in, and how to stay plugged in all the time, no matter what's going on. And I'm telling you, there is all kinds of stuff and, and, and you know, constant chaos in the world that wants to disconnect you. And I just declare tonight that nothing is disconnecting us from God but from the revelation that's in the power of his name. And, and, and I promise you, you're going to leave here tonight with a simple, in-depth re- revelation of the name of Jesus. Simple. Well, Pastor, I know. No, you, you don't know it like you're going to know it when you leave tonight because of what I'm preaching. Right? Because your level of faith is going to shoot through the roof based on specific verses of Scripture I'm going to give you that talk about the name of Jesus and how it relates to us. Okay? So, Philippians 2. <clears throat> Philippians 2. And before I read this, I want you to think about these three things. Tonight, we're going to talk about what the name of Jesus can do in us, through us, and for us. In us, through us, and for us. What the name of Jesus can do, has done, will do, and was created to do. In us, through us, and for us. Amen? Philippians 2 and verse 5. That's chapter 3. He said, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. That's what he did. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, verse 9, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name. Everybody say, the name. The title of my message tonight is, the name. Given him the name. There is no other name 
on planet earth like that name. No other name. There's nothing in life that gets the attention that that name gets. How many have ever, I don't know, been on a construction site somewhere and somebody drops something on their foot? What's the name you hear? What's the name? Buddha. No. You don't hear that name. Jesus Christ. That's the name. Why? Because it's the name. You see, what the devil does is he waters it down and tries to get that name to be common like everything else. And so, so uh, lots of people use it, in, it when, when they're in the midst of cuss words. It's, you know, Jesus Christ. Or Jesus Christ. And on and on and on. But, it, but, it, but it's still the name. And, and I'm telling you tonight... The reason people use that when they hurt themselves is because that name's written on the tablets of their heart. It's already there. The laws of God, the Word of God is already, a, it's already on the heart of people. It, to get into their heart and be made a way of life, you have to get born again first. But there's something about that name. And it says, he was given the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, God has set it up in life that that name is to control and to establish everything in life. It sets the tone. I don't care if it's in the negative or whatever. That name is out there. And there's nothing that compares to that name. Not all the other names combined compares to that name. And we'll see in scripture here how true that really is. So I want you to think about a name. I thought through this. Um, And, and I'm sure there's other ways, but I, I, I thought about three ways that a person can acquire a name. A person can acquire a great name, number one, by inheriting that name. Um, when I stop and think about great names and different generations have different great names, but you can read the, you know, the biographies of different people that have lived at different times. If you don't do that, I encourage you to do it. I do it all the time. Read biographies of different people that lived at different times and all that they accomplished. But <clears throat> um, let's, take a, let's take a family like the Rockefellers. If you've, never, if you've never studied about John D. Rockefeller Sr., you don't know... Some people can go to New York City and see Rockefeller Center and hear about, you know, there's, there's Rockefellers in politics and there's wealthy Rockefellers in different places. And, and, but, but it all started with John D. Rockefeller Sr. Now get this. I read this a while back. John D. Rockefeller Sr., his wealth that he acquired at, at the time of his death at 96 years old 
would be the equivalent today of $900 billion. Bill Gates wouldn't even be his tithe. $900 billion if you break it down to what people have today. That, that's what this man possessed and what he left his, his kids. So they inherited a great name. Yes? Okay. You can make a great name for yourself in, in the world that we live in. You can... You can take, you read a lot of biographies, I read lots of biographies of people that had nothing. They came from poverty and they made a great name for themselves. Or, you can be an ambassador for a great name. When somebody's in another country and they're the ambassador of the United States... You know, it used to be that the United States was a great name, you know. I still believe it is because I live here. Amen? But if a person said, I'm the ambassador of the United States of America, they were an, an ambassador of something, of a place that was the greatest nation on the planet at one time. I still believe it's true. Other people would disagree. But they were the ambassador that was operating on the authority of that name. And 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 19 and 20 says that you and I are ambassadors of the name. We're ambassadors of that name. Now, now here's the thing. <clears throat> what I inherited from my parents or my grandparents versus what you inherited from your parents or grandparents is one thing. My family is not the Rockefellers in, in, in the world's eyes. My family and what I inherited was not the Rockefeller wealth. But what I inherited was the ability and the power to use that name. And what goes with the name is the power and authority. When you talk about a name, you talk about the power and authority. If you give somebody, if you give somebody the power of attorney to your life, then what they do is they operate in your name and do business on your behalf. You and I were created to be born again and to receive the power and the authority to use his name and do business, kingdom business on planet earth in that name. That's what we were created to do. So, after I was born again, I was born again a second time. Now, all of my inheritance is connected to my second birth. All of it. Whatever I get, whatever I have, uh, you know, my, my mother passed about, when she passed, a year and a half ago? Something like that. And, you know, she, she didn't have much in the natural, but she had some... She had a little of this and a little of that, and so there were some funds that came to us and that, whatever. I mean, I, I never even thought about it. I got a check one, one day from something that, that was, wasn't a whole lot of money, but it was just, it was a result of my mom passing away, 
So I received it, but I didn't live for that. Oh, when am I going to get that check? You know? Because now my inheritance is in the one who is and has the authority over everything. (laughs) And he gave me authority and right to use his name and do kingdom business on the earth with his kingdom. And we're talking about the name that is above every name. And when anything that has a name tries to convince you that it's more powerful than that name, you have the power and the authority and the right to let that name know it's not going to, uh-uh, it's not prevailing. Whatever the name is, it's under the name. And I've been given the name. Now watch these verses of scripture that just, that, that, you know, if you've, if you've been born again for any length of time, any of the scriptures I'm going to read to you, they're not, they're not um, scriptures you've never heard before. They're familiar scriptures, but in the context of what I'm saying tonight, these scriptures mean everything to your future. And the future of people that are being run over like a Mack truck's mowing them down because of all these things that have a name that are convincing them that what they're experiencing right now is more real than the name of Jesus. So, follow me. Colossians 3. Colossians 3. Man, I feel, I mean, there's just a, an anointing on this. I, I, I am so shaky over just preaching this about the name of Jesus, the power that's in this name. My goodness. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Watch this. Whatever you do in word or deed do all in the name whatever you do in word or deed do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him but but Just focus on that first part of that verse. Whatever you do, whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of Jesus. If you have a habit, let's just say, I'll just use it because it's it's relative to what we're talking about right here and it makes sense to people. Let's just say you have a habit of smoking cigarettes and you don't like it. Let's just say you have a habit of smoking and you don't like to smoke. Every time you light one up, use the name on it. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do it in the name. Lord, I hate this. I hate this thing. I don't want to do it. It's like it has a control over me. The smoking, it has, smoking is a name, cigarettes is a name, nicotine is a name, the name of Jesus is above every name, 
and apply it in word or deed, apply the name of Jesus. I declare now in the name of Jesus that this nicotine has no dominion over my life. Every time you light it up, what will happen? I'm telling you. If we understand and don't underestimate the power that's in the, the spoken word of just the name. Everybody say the name. The name. The name of Jesus. There's something about it. Any habit that you have, apply the name to it. Apply the name. Anything that you've been diagnosed with in your body, apply the name to it. The name of Jesus is above every name. Cancer, it's above it. Heart failure, it's above it. Any type of disease, infection of any kind, the name of Jesus is above that name. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name. Do it in the name. Amen? Oh, man, what a verse of Scripture right here. Wow, what a verse of Scripture. It's coming up, so I'm just trying to. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there's something about this verse of Scripture that I've not seen. I mean, you, you would never think of this. Some of you probably never even heard this read before or spoken. But think about this for a moment. <clears throat> Acts 15 and verse 13. <clears throat> and after they had become silent... James answered, saying, Men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. So you know how you you know how you how you read that now. So I read it like this. Simon has declared some two thousand years away plus how God has visited Bert Wimberly to take him and make him a person for the name of Jesus. See, because we're the Gentiles. Everybody say, I'm a Gentile. I'm a born-again Gentile. Amen? And I was created for his name. Just close your eyes and just meditate on that for a moment. Wow. Mm. Whatever I do in word or deed, I was created to do it in the name of Jesus. I was called, I was separated, I was set apart to do it, to do, to do life in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Whatever I do in word or deed, do it in the name. Father, tonight we're connecting with you. Lord, Revelation is beginning to arise in every person's heart about greater connection in prayer with you regarding the name. I believe people are leaving here tonight with power that they didn't have when they even walked in here because of the revelation 
It's inside of them of the name and how they can see. Even as I'm talking, they're beginning to see how they need to use the name of Jesus. You created them for the name. You set them apart for the name. Can you say amen? Romans 10. Romans 10 and verse 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord. I got, you know, I led... I don't know how many people in my life that I've led to the Lord. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to even say hundreds or thousands. I don't know how many people I've led to the Lord. But <clears throat> there always comes across your past somebody that you've shared certain things with, but it's just like they're not getting it. And I got a family member that... Um, kind of a extended family member that is not born again and I've shared with him a number of times certain things. And uh, one day I was last uh, uh, whenever that was, a year ago two, maybe a year and a half ago I was driving through his town because I was going to another place and God just told me just, just call him and have breakfast with him. And I called him, and so he met me for breakfast, and we just had a good time. And, and it, was, it was just one of those God appointments. And he said, he said to me, he started talking to me about understanding why the God that I talk about or that I serve, why that's the only God. And so we got in this conversation, and I shared with him, that verse right there. I told him, you know how simple it is? I shared with him two or three verses. I said, there's, there's no other name that a man can call on to be born again. And I said, when the time is right for you, all you have to do is call on the name. Jesus, come and live in my heart. Jesus, I believe you died for me. Forgive me of my sins and my past. I embrace my future with you. Call in the name of the Lord. And that has stuck with him. And that seed of the word is lodged in him. And everywhere he goes, <laughs> he, can't, he can't shake it. And he hears other things, but he can't shake that because of the simplicity of the name. One name. Everybody say, the name. No other name. There's no other name. There's no other name on planet earth that means anything. Your name, it doesn't mean nothing. But because of him, you're all that. But without him, you're nothing. You and I are nothing. Zero. But anybody that calls on the name, born again. Up here just doesn't seem like it's that easy. 
couldn't be that easy. That's what he said. Amen? That's what he said. Watch this. Back to Acts. You glad you didn't stay home tonight? This is good. I love preaching this. Wow. Acts chapter 4 and verse 11. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That's what he's done for us. That's what he's done for you and I. And and when you believe that, and you're consumed with that, everywhere you go, it's just the simple truth. Hey, if you call on the name of the Lord, it'll happen for you. The same thing I have, you can have. If you call on the name of the Lord. No other name. No other name. Where a man can be saved. But the name of Jesus. And there's no, there's never been a time in the history of the world when it is so being attacked than right now. Never in the history of the world has there been an attack against believing that there's multiple ways. There's no other way. One way. One name. Everybody say the name. The name of Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. Amen? Everybody just say it. There's power power in the name. name. Say it again. There's power power in the name. name. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. Glory to God. There is power in the name. Think about this. I'm going to read these few verses. They're real familiar because we've talked a lot about them at different times. But look in the book of John, and we'll start with the 14th verse. Um, But this is what he's done for us so that what we're talking about tonight can flow through us. He's done this for us so that people that are in bondage because of things that have a name or they're held back, and all of us are at different times, but when, when, when I realize what he's done for me, then the name of Jesus is on my lips and it's right there and it's available every minute of every day. There's never a time when the name of Jesus won't work for you. Ever. John chapter 14. Actually, let's look at verse 26 first, and then we'll back up to verse 13. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send
in my name. Wow. Father, we thank you tonight for the Holy Spirit that reveals to us. He teaches us. He comforts us. He reveals to us what rightfully belongs to us and what rightfully we have the authority and the dominion in that name to release off of ourselves and off of others. See, see, the Holy Spirit came in the name. He would teach you all things and bring you to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Look at verse 13. In the name. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now hear me when I say this. I mean, we shouldn't have to say this, but we have to say it. The anything is anything that is His will. I mean, you left here, well, you know, you hear pastors say anything, and you drive around and think, well, you know, I'm just going to, in the name of Jesus, I want that guy's house. Or I want this thing or that thing or, you know, just crazy thing. I've heard people do crazy stuff. Want somebody else's wife. When we ask according to his will, we can have everything that we ask for when we ask for it in his name. Because with the name comes the authority and the power to accomplish the task. It's not in how much you scream or yell or spit or do whatever. It's what we believe in in the name. The name has the authority and it has the power. When I ask it in his name. You ask anything. You ask anything in my name. It'll be done. Anything. How many can think about some things? Is it his will? When we know it's his will? Now my faith is in the name. The power and the authority that goes with the name. I've never seen a policeman ever. Maybe you've seen one. But I've never seen a policeman stand in the middle of the street directing traffic and go like this. No, because he had the authority and the power and the badge that says he has the right to do that. Right? Now, I've seen guys that were like, you know, they were in the driver's seat of the truck that's trying to back a big, long trailer in, and he's, he's backing traffic out, and he's running out here, and he's got his hat turned around like this, and he's going like this, and somebody's thinking about mowing him over, and he's going like this, because he's not sure. But I've never seen a policeman doubt his authority. Now, now, just think about this. 
What is there to doubt when your faith is in the name? What is there to doubt when your faith is in the name that the name has the power and the authority to accomplish the task? Notice he said, he didn't say, if you ask anything in my name and you jump through 14 hoops and you take care of this thing and you get rid of this in your life and all this. No, he said, if you ask this and you believe in my name, it'll be done. My faith is in the name. I want your faith tonight in the name. I want you to believe tonight as you leave here in the power and the authority that goes with the name that is the only name and the name above every name and the name that is not like any other name that you have a right to if you're born again. Chapter 15 and verse 16. Gosh, you didn't choose me, I chose you. And I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. You didn't choose me, I chose you, Jesus said. Dale, he, he, he chose you. And he said, whatever you ask, in his name, he'll give it you. Now, you know what? Everybody sitting in here tonight can, like, you know, your lists could look like a scroll that you could roll out across the floor here of things that you haven't seen happen. I'm telling you tonight, everybody hold up a finger. What am I going to say? One thing, one thing, forgetting what's behind you, pressing toward right now in the future, I'm going to use the name, I'm going to believe in the name, and I'm going to realize that the power and authority to accomplish whatever task I have is in the name. My faith is in the name. My connection to God is through the name. My connection and my ability to accomplish things in God is my faith in the name, not my faith in what I can do. But I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. But that comes through the revelation of the name that empowers me to do those all things. Chapter 16 and verse 23. And in that day, what day? Today. Everybody say today. Right now. In that day. In that day. When was he saying this? This, this, is, this is the Apostle John's letters, writings about Jesus saying this over 2,000 years ago. And you know what he was thinking about? He was thinking about you. 
And he was thinking about me. And he said right here, in that day, in that day, when? Right now. Well, you know, if I'd have just been a better person, then, you know, my days wouldn't have passed me. No, no, I don't care what your age is. I don't care what mistakes you've ever made. He's talking about today. Today. And you know what this says right here? In verse 23, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Now listen to me. We don't know Jesus after the flesh anymore. See, Jesus, the person, is not walking with us every day. Actually, Jesus, the person, if you want to look at him that way, Jesus, the actual person, isn't in the form of that person on the inside of you. You're born again by the Spirit of God. The third part of the triune being is what lives inside of you. And what did he, he was sent to do what? To reveal to you all truth. And in that revelation, to give you the power. He said, in that day, this day, we don't ask him. We go to the Father in his name. And he's at the right hand of the Father saying, everything that they ask for in my name, I've already taken care of it. Done. Finished. I've already done it. So now, there's Jesus at the right hand, Holy Spirit in here is revealing to me everything that is His will for me to ask and declare. And when I use His name, it's as though He's saying it. Because He's already said it. And what I'm saying is what He's already said, and the Holy Spirit's revealing it to me to tell me I have a right in His name to declare and to demand everything that He says I can. And I have a right to receive everything that He said belongs to me. Can you say amen? Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. This is for another time, but just think about this. Verse 23, the first part, he said, In that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. When? This day. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. He didn't say, you haven't asked me anything. No, they've asked him all kinds of questions. But you, up till now, you haven't asked anything in my name. Because this thing wasn't set up how I'm explaining to you that it's been set up. He said, until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. There's joy when we ask in the name of Jesus for ourselves, but so much for other people. When I ask for something for someone else and they receive it, man, it's just like filled to overflowing when you see somebody else getting what rightfully belongs to them. See, when you're about yourself and you don't think along this line, you don't rejoice with the good of other people. But when you see and hear and have the Father's heart that's for people, 
we were created for this name, and we were created to use this name, and we were created to help other people realize how powerful and, and the authority that's involved in this name. Listen to me. There are no problems on planet Earth if everybody's using the name. <laughs> All the problems, global warming, gone. Any other issue or problem on planet Earth is gone if we're using the name. It's all gone. All of it. <clears throat> so, just think about these last three things I'm going to give you. <clears throat> Ephesians 5.20 The name. So I'll just give you, I'll just tell you something. Now, go on. Verse 20. Giving thanks always, this is Ephesians 5.20. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, think about this. This is what he's done for us so that it can flow through me. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for Brian's business, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that everything Brian sets his hand to is prospering in the name of Jesus. Is it God's will for his business to prosper? Absolutely. It's his will. The question is, how much do we pray for each other in the name of Jesus, and believe that when I say that, the power is in the name to accomplish the task. Well, yeah, but you know, I don't have all that kind of authority on behalf of someone else. You don't know how much authority you have. If you've got that lodged in your head, then unbelief is telling you that your prayers aren't going to work for anybody. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. He wants the name of Jesus to become common. And just something that's used, you know, in construction sites, you know, every time somebody hits their finger with a hammer and, and they cuss and use the name of Jesus that way. That that's what it was used for. That's not what it was created for. Even though there's only one name and you never, I've never heard someone cuss and use some other God's name. Anybody? I, I, I'm, I'm serious. I want a hand raised. Has anybody ever heard someone use Buddha, Muhammad, Hare Krishna, what, I mean, whatever other gods, some other Eastern gods or something when they hurt themselves? Anybody ever? No. Because there's only one name. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I take 
Sometimes, if God leads me to, I take advantage of when they hurt themselves and use the name. I take advantage of, you know, just throwing something out there. Glory to God! <laughs> or something, you know. What, what, what? Oh, you, you mentioned my Savior. Or something, you know, I mean. Sometimes, I mean, I don't do that a lot. It's got to be the right setting. But sometimes, if it's the right setting, people get born again by something like that. Only one name. Only one name. Glory to God. One name. Amen? And in that name, we're to give thanks for all things. Oh, Lord, I thank you tonight that all the children of Kerrville, Texas are protected Lord, they're cared for. Nobody, nobody will ever in Kerrville, Texas, we declare tonight, or, or however God would say that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I mean, there are general things that you can pray. All the children are protected. How many believe that? That's the will of God. Can you say amen? It's not God's desire for any child to be hurt or harmed in any way, shape, or form. That is the will of God. That's the way we're to pray. And when we know it's His will and we pray it in the name of Jesus... What can be accomplished? There's no end. There are no limitations. Matthew 28. I just want you to see, you know, you, most of you know some of these verses, but I just want you to see it in the light of what we're talking about tonight. 19th verse. Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in what? The name. Baptizing them in the name. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Three or one. But the baptism, the revelation, you know, hey, no play on words in baptism. I've had people, I've watched people on a street corner fight over if you baptize somebody in the name of Jesus or the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Come on! Whose death was it? It was his, right? So you hear me when I baptize people. I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. We'll cover it all the way around, but it's in the name of Jesus. See, it's in that name. But the three are one. So Father fighting over it? Well, you didn't mention my name. You think Father's saying something stupid like that? I've seen people. I have seen people go to fist over that. For you and I, in this dispensation of time, it is all about going to Father in the name of Jesus and declaring what the will is, and when we say the will and we believe it, to get what we ask for. That's what this dispensation of time is all about. It's the age of the church. And we're the church. Say it, I'm the church. There's power in the name. Say it. Glory to God. There's power in the name. And then Mark 14, and I'll end with this. Mark 14. <clears throat> I mean, what did I say, Mark 14? No, I'm sorry. Mark 16. Sorry. Mark 16 and verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. Watch this. In my name. 
They will do what? In my name, they will cast out demons. Pastor, you believe in demons? Dang right. They're real, but they're defeated. (laughs) They're real, but they're defeated. They've got voices and they've got deception, but they're defeated. Amen? But they so convince people and so possess the mind and the bodies of people that what they need at times, in certain situations, there's no, everybody that's got issues in their life doesn't mean that they're demon-possessed. But there are some demon possessions that are real. And when we know it's the will of God to pray and cast those demons out, we have the authority and the power to do it because we have the name. He did it. Jesus did it. And now the works that he did will do, and even greater works because now he's at right hand of the Father, right? And Holy Spirit's in us to reveal to us what's real and what isn't. Because I tell you what, demons know, they they said this, Paul we know, this one we know, but who are you? And they get off on people that don't understand. You don't play with demons, you take authority over demons. And you cast them out and you give them no right to operate. And I'm telling you tonight, we have the authority and the power to do it. I've been in many places. Been down in, in, into the heart of Mexico a number of different times. In different pueblos where, where cudendetas and different ones that were stirring up meetings that we were having. We were in a, we were in a, in a village one night and, um, and, and there was... You know, there, it was 120 inside the building, and it was 105 outside the building. And we were just pouring sweat in that place. But I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I mean to tell you, some stuff happened that night. But these, these couldn't, that has released a number of different witches into our meeting to stir it up. So, you know, I was kind of young in it at the time, and I, Thank God for the three guys that were with me. <laughs> you know, it's because like I was like standing behind them. Yeah, what he said. <clears throat> you know. <clears throat> but the more I understood is no different than anything else where the name of Jesus is concerned. I mean, we 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 tore that place up. Everybody in that in that building that night, every single person got born again, and hundreds of them got set free of demons. I mean, I mean it, wasn't, it wasn't just going through the motions of something. Everybody got set free that night. And, and two of the witches that came got saved and born again. I mean, I thought one of the witches had died. I mean, remember, no, David Howard, who's been here, David was with me. And, and that little Oki, you know, he seemed like a real calm guy, but man, he was all over this. This, I mean, he was all over this lady. And I'm, I'm telling you, when he got off of her, she, she did everything she could to stir up that whole meeting that night. When he got off of her, I thought she was dead. Her mouth was just drooping down. Her eyes were like in the back of her head. And he just kept preaching. And I'm going... Can we get out of here? <laughs> My head was thinking that, you know. And uh, 
about 15 minutes later, man, this, this woman popped up. She began to weep, talked about the control that, the, that these warlords had over her life and all these other different women. And th- it, was, it was a horrible deal what they had been under. But I'm telling you, that night they got free. I mean, they got free. Another time, we went to a little town right on the coast called La Pesca, the, the fish. And uh, we, were, we were ministering, and there were three of us, and, and, and we all spoke enough Spanish just to be in trouble, you know? But nobody in the village spoke any, Spanish, any English at all, nobody. And I don't, I, I mean, to this day, I don't know how it happened, but in that meeting, because of the authority of the name of Jesus, everybody that came to that meeting that night, it was a village of maybe five or 600, and um, everybody in that village that came to that meeting got born again. And we didn't speak enough Spanish to get anything across. And all of those people that night got born again. Some of the most amazing people. I mean, and as I, as I went back down there a number of times, I saw a lot of those people and, and the liberty and the freedom that came because of the authority of the name of Jesus. It's because of the name. In my name, you'll cast out demons. Why? To say you cast a demon out? Absolutely not. To liberate people. Right? In my name, you'll do all the things that we're talking about tonight. In my name, you'll give thanks. In my name, you'll get born again. In my name, you'll convince other people there's only one name that men can can be saved, and it's the name of Jesus. Only one name. 